This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Thanks to Pros for supporting Made for This. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash made for this. Hey guys, it's Chloe, and today's episode is just a really special, unique experience that we put together a couple weeks ago with Sadie Robertson Huff and with Jenny. And you can actually still watch this whole experience if you wanted to do it with a small group or with your Bible study. So I will put the link to sign up at the show notes. It's free. But we thought it'd be really cool to put this audio on here for you to listen to when you're feeling anxious. Sadie and Jenny are going to talk about what scripture has to say. And then what I love is that they just get really practical about some things that have helped them with their anxious thoughts. And I just know you're going to love it. So I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Jenny and Sadie Robertson Huff. I feel like every single place I look, there is bondage when it comes to fear and anxiety. And it is not God's will that you would live your life afraid. It's not about your strength. It's not about what you can do, what you're able to accomplish. It literally is about the Spirit of God living in you. Welcome. We are so glad you're here. And I wanted to begin by just telling you my heart for this experience together. There is an enemy. And I mean, yes, the devil, but his assignments he has caused to happen on earth right now with anxiety is so intense. I feel like every single place I look, there is bondage when it comes to fear and worry and anxiety. And, And so we wanted to take a night together and fight this and fight back because, and honestly, this is our way of fighting for you. This is our way of of coming through the camera if we can into your living rooms, into your homes, into your small groups, into your college rooms, wherever you are, and just saying we want to fight for you because it is not God's will that you would live your life afraid. Yeah. And so this night, we are praying big prayers. We are praying that strongholds would fall. We are praying that that bonds would be broken, that there yeah. would not be as much fear after this is over. Yeah. Now, I know that's a huge prayer. Huge <laughs> so we, prayer. we are we are praying big prayers though because Life is short and we want our lives to count. And as long as we are living afraid, it is going to be a distraction to the work that we're supposed to do. So I believe in this. Let me tell you a few things before we get going. This is going to be an interactive night. Our hope is that if you're not with someone right now, that you could make a phone call. You could get some friends on the phone, push pause, and go gather a few people around this because you cannot fight fear and the enemy alone. <laughs> you need other people to fight for you and to fight with you. And so gather those people. And then we're going to give conversation starters for you to discuss this together. Because the greatest, one of the greatest enemies you have to fight back against fear is each other. You yeah. need each other to do it. So gather a few people. We're going to give you conversation starters. We're also going to give you time to journal and to think as we go. Our hope is that this will be a life-changing night. And the way this is life-changing is not just listening to me and Sadie talk. It is you with God and with your people processing your own story and your own struggle with this. So let's go. We are so excited and we're so glad you're here. Sadie, 
I am so glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. And I am so excited, like Jenny said, to talk about this subject of anxiety and fear with y'all because it is way too prevalent in our time right now. It is prevalent, too prevalent in my own life. Yeah. And I have needed my own friends to surround me at times and get me through it. And this is like us being a friend to you and hopefully walking it through it with you. I remember one time, Jenny, I was having this like major anxiety attack. It was like the day before I was about to go on tour. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I ran out from rehearsal and I sat in the hallway and I was crying. Mm-hmm. And I was literally saying like, I can't do it. And my friend Lainey came around the corner and she looked at me and she went, no, 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 no. She said, you are not going to do this because God gave you a gift and you're going to get out there and you're going to use it because so many people are going to be impacted. And this is not about you. And I was like, whoa. And I was totally not expecting that. I thought she was going to sit with me and be like, it's so okay that you're afraid. Like, this is so understandable. But she was like, no, you're going to get through this because God did something in your life that's too great for you to sit in fear. And it was like the best thing she could have done for Mm -hmm. me as a friend. And so hopefully we're going to do that for you today. Yes, we're going to be compassionate because we do understand why you're afraid. But at the same time, we're going to call you to more because God is greater and he's within you. And that means you can do great things and you can do it even whenever you are afraid, you know? And so we're excited to be that encouragement to you because I have definitely needed that in my own life too. And Sadie and I are friends. Like I think we were together last week somewhere. And we were sitting on a bench, both of us, (laughs) talking about struggles we're having right now. Like, just so you all know, this is not something where we were like, oh, we have answers for y'all and we're going to come bring them. Yes, we do have answers, but the way even that, we have the same Bible, by the way. Because you Uh, gave me this. I did. Um, (laughs) Because what I I know is that even us last week, just so we start this thing as real as we can. Totally real. Is we were both tearing up, and I could cry right now about it, Sadie, because it meant so much to me to to struggle with something. We're both struggling with something similar. And, and so the answers that we have and the, the hope that we have, we're giving each other each even other. Yep. off camera. So, so this is, this is us bringing you in to how we fight yes. with God and believe God together, because it isn't something that you one time, all of a sudden stop being afraid nope. and you all of a sudden don't feel anxiety anymore. No. I am quite a bit older than you and probably quite a bit older than a lot of you. And I will say uh, let's see, it probably was now six months ago, I had a panic attack. Mm. I have not had a panic attack in 10 years, and wow. I haven't even had very many in my life. But I remember as it was happening, I was on my closet floor because I was trying to catch my breath, and I I forgot, like, this is what happens. And, you know, this is what it, you know, I just didn't remember what was happening. And so I was like, I can be okay, I can be okay. And I just was like, Jesus help, Jesus help. And I was just praying, but I could not breathe, and it was yeah. so physical. So scary. And again, it had been 10 years since I felt that. But I'm so glad it happened recently because I have nieces and nephews that are struggling with this. I have kids that are struggling with this. I have friends that are struggling with this. I have, you know, couple friends. I have you no know, guys that are struggling with this. I know girls. And I'm like, I'm glad the Lord even gave me that experience again so where it doesn't matter. I know a lot. I've been to seminary. I'm in my Bible. I teach my Bible. Like I know a lot and it wasn't knowledge in that moment mm-hmm. that I needed. And so I think... Knowledge helps, but this is bigger than just if we know the truth, we'll never feel anxiety mm-hmm. again. 
That's so true. I've been where Jenny's been, and I know we're going to talk about that. But as I read the Bible, what I'm comforted in is, you know how people say, like, God says don't be afraid. And it's actually like not very helpful when you're having anxiety because <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, stop. I know he says that, but I'm still afraid. Yeah. But what I've realized as I read the Word, especially so many stories in the Old Testament, God says, do not be afraid. But then he says, for I am with you, which what I love about it is that he knows they're afraid, but he's still coming to them. He's still choosing to use them. And he's encouraging them, don't be afraid. But he doesn't just say, don't be afraid. Like it's just this harsh command. He's like, you don't have to be afraid because I am going to be with you. And when I realized that, I was like, okay, one, you're not out of the plan if you're afraid. You can still be used by God in big ways. And two, that he is with you is the most important part because you're right. It's not about knowledge at that point. It's not about your strength. It's not about what you can do, what you're able to do, what you're able to accomplish. It literally is about the spirit of God living in you. That's the only way you can really get through it. And, you know, I've had seasons in my life that was crippling. That was like major anxiety, fear, panic attacks, like running out of room just for no reason other than I thought something's going to happen bad, even though that was totally irrational to think. And then I have seasons in my life where it's not that, but it's little fears. It's Mm -hmm. daily, just little things. So I don't know that you're ever going to be fully past it, but I think that's okay because if you're fully past fear, you're probably living in your house, like under a blanket. Like, you know, there are things in life that are going to be scary, but it's just daily choosing to walk with God in Mm. those things that scare you. And when you know he's with you, it's a lot less scary. We're about to take a break, and what I want you to do is I want you to journal. I want you to start with yourself with God, and I want you to ask yourself this question, what am I afraid of? What am I so afraid of? So I want us to answer the question too. I know, and I think all of us are going to go through life. There's never going to be an arrival point where there's not something that scares us. And I will say, even this morning before I came, I was processing with a friend, I am afraid of losing control. Mm-hmm. Like I am afraid as my kids get bigger and as life is moving faster and faster, I am realizing that I don't control my life. I just left my sister yesterday who just delivered a baby wow. who now has a lot of health complications and leaving her and not being able to fix it for her. It was, mm-hmm. there was, there was an anxiety that rose up in me even last night of just, I, I can't, can't help it. her. Yeah. I can't fix this. I can't make it easier. Mm-hmm. So I think that's mine is just, yeah. I want control and I don't have it. That's so real. I can think of so many things. I remember actually asking myself this question a long time ago, and you might be where I was at, where I was like, what am I afraid of? And I was like, I don't even know if I'm afraid of something. I just feel fear. Like you said, it's so physical. Like I'm shaky. Like My heart's racing. I just feel very anxious. Now I think a big part of it is like, I know I can't protect my people. always and especially having honey it's like I can't always protect her I can't always protect Christian I can't protect my family I can't because I'm not the protection what one thing I always look at is like um you know in the Psalms where it talks about like we're hidden under the shadow of his wing I'm like thank God it's his wing it's not my wing like my wings aren't big enough like I can't protect my people but he's our protector and so I think that's something that causes me a lot of fear because like what if something happens to her what if something happens to him what if something happens but I can't stop it. I can't protect them. And I think I just, like, I obviously have to surrender that to God. That's a huge thing. But also there have been times in my life where I can't pinpoint what the fear is. I just feel afraid. Mm -hmm. And you might be there too. And that's okay. And we're going to help you walk through that as well. That's right. And what I want you to do right now, what we want you to do is to get a journal, get a little piece of paper and a pen. And I want you to just jot down the things you're worried about, the things you're thinking about. And what you'll notice as you begin to build a list of all the thoughts in your head and all the things you're worried about, you'll start to see a thing. So yeah. I want you to just jot down, like, these are the things I've been worried about. These are the things in my head. 
it's such a powerful process to write, <laughs> to yeah. be alone with your thoughts and to even think about your thoughts because sometimes we don't think about our thoughts. So I want you to write down all the things that you're worried about and then I want you to really look for what is that that big thing. For me, it's control. That, that was the thing that got clear to me. I'm watching it in lots of different areas of my life, but ultimately it all comes back to that, that I don't have it and it's, I don't like that. And so I want you to look for what is the kind of one thing if you can find it as you write your thoughts out that you're most anxious about. let's go into this a little bit deeper. Yeah. There's a reason a lot of us are afraid. There's, mm -hmm. there's a reality of we're coming out of COVID. There has been fear laying on top of the whole earth coming at us every minute, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of reasons. Yeah. I think anxiety is at an all time high. Mm -hmm. We're more isolated. There's, there's a bunch, but talk about, go back to that season for you and what, yeah. what was the cause? Yeah, there's you know? definitely a root there. And I didn't realize it at the time, but now I do. So at the time, like I kind of mentioned to you all, I was like, I don't even know why I'm afraid. Like, why would I be afraid? There's nothing that I could place that, like nothing was, I was safe. I was living in a safe place. I, everything was fine. Circumstantially. Circumstantially was fine. Yes. I should not have been afraid from circumstances. But hindsight 2020, I realized like at the time I was like really not living a godly lifestyle. I was in a relationship that was not a godly relationship. Mm. And I was really being disobedient to what I felt God prompted me to do, which was no longer be in this relationship. And I think that like disobedience and like almost a little bit separation from God by ignoring God, ignoring his voice, not even wanting to have much to do with my relationship with God, because I knew if I was close to God, it would like bring me away from this person that I thought like, oh, I love him. This is my future, all this mm. stuff. And that tension internally, like processing that all inside. And I didn't share it with anyone because I didn't want anyone to tell me to break up with him. Like I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to, you know, do what was right at the time, which caused me to have so much anxiety because I knew I was living in sin. I knew I was being disobedient to God. And all of those things will make you feel anxious, period. Like that brings on a lot of anxiety. I think that's so good. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, what I was so scared of breaking up with him, ironically, actually ended up being part of the cure for all my anxiety, wow. you know, because during that time of my life, I was having severe panic attacks. Like I remember I was on a plane one time leaving his house and I was just convinced the plane was going to crash. And so like after they shut the doors, I made the flight attendant open the door to get me off. Like I was so mm. scared and I just cried in the bathroom there. I would like be at dinner and I'd like run to the bathroom and just like have a full panic attack. I'd always say, like, I think I need to go to the hospital. I would like drive to the hospital. Like I was like in a like crippling state of anxiety. And that was throughout my whole relationship. And he wasn't making me afraid like physically or anything like that. It was just such a toxic like time of my wow. life and sin. And sin, I think, makes you anxious. So I do think you have to consider that, you know, like what I your lifestyle looks like. I love that you're saying that because... I think we never address that. And, and I want to address the opposite too. I want to say that anxiety can be in itself. It isn't a sin Yeah, it's, no, no, no. to feel that it's not a sin, but I think we have to start with, is there a reason that I, I feel all this, that well, and I'm I not think, living in God's will? Yes. And I think what I was saying earlier, like the peace that comes from the do not be afraid is that I'm going to be with you. But when you're not walking with God, 
then why would I not be afraid? Because now I'm not walking with God. And that's why I wouldn't be afraid if I was walking with God. And so whenever I, you know, not just broke up with him, but actually started pursuing the Lord and being obedient to the Lord, then I wasn't afraid, even though I was doing scarier things, actually in some circumstantial things that would have been scary, but I had a peace because then I'm with the Lord. Mm. But when you're not, it is scary. And so yes, anxiety in and of itself, that's not a sin. That doesn't mean you're living in sin. Like I'm not saying that for my own story, that's where I was. You're not ruling it out either. And I think it's really good to go. There might be reasons that I'm anxious because I am not with God because we are not meant to live apart from God. We're not meant to be satisfied and happy in our sin. Like we are meant to be undone when we are running from the things of God. And so that's such a good way to start. And there, I will say there are other times in my life that I'm not necessarily living in sin. I'm loving the Lord, but I just feel anxious. And I know you've done a lot of research on this. And so I would love to hear your thoughts because I know you have like a whole thought process to go through that could really help some people. I know it can help me as well. Well, first of all, I just want to say that there's a place for medicine and for counseling because I think we can sometimes think, oh, if I just believe this book and if I just pray and if I'm just walking with God and doing all the right things, then I shouldn't feel anxiety. And I just want to say that, you know what? Almost everybody I know right now to some level is experiencing anxiety. So I love that you brought that up, Sadie, because sometimes we are looking for a fix and the fix is get right with God, right? Like we will always be anxious and undone without that. But some of you are not walking far from God. You're actually looking for God in, in this fear and you're trying so hard with all your might to not be stuck in this paralyzing place. And, and I would just say that, that I, I've seen medicine play an important role in our lives, in my family's life, um, in people I love's life, um, in my own life. There was a season I needed it, you know, when I was young married. And so there is chemical thing. When the, when the fall happened, our whole bodies fell, our emotions, our relationships, our spiritual lives, like everything fell. And so there's a really, you know, there's a lot of science that says chemically, like something is different when you have prolonged seasons of anxiety. So I love what you said. It is check your life. Are you, are you obeying God? Are you right with God? Um, and then it, you know, you, you start looking at all the different parts of life and, and one of them might be seeing a doctor and, yeah. and getting help. And I just, I know we both have seen that play a part and yeah. just want you to feel permission to do that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, spiritually, there are things we can do. And, and God gives us a roadmap. And, and I think about Paul. He speaks about the mind so much. And he says, think about what is true. Yes. Think about what is lovely. Yep. Think about what is good. Mm-hmm. And I think there is evidence throughout Scripture that, that we do have more power over our mm-hmm. thought lives than we act yeah. like. And so what I want to do is I want to show you four questions that you can actually walk through that'll help you with that one thought that, that we had you journal about. So, so look back at that thought. And for me, it is control. So you're going to take the questions that, that are going to come up right now and write these each down. And, and we're going to go through them and spend a minute on each one. So the first one is, what is that thought that you're thinking? And you're going to look back at, at the journal entry you just wrote, and you're going to pull the main thought, the main thing that you're believing. And, and then you're going to ask yourself the question, is it true? And candidly, it might be true. It is true that I do not have control over my life. Dang it. That is true. <laughs> but some of you, you may write, I feel like a failure and I will never measure up. Well, is that true? And, and I know you're going, it's true. 
It's not true because this book would say something different, mm -hmm. that God has measured up for you and that you don't have to measure up anymore. Mm -hmm. so, so what you're going to do is you're going to answer that question, is it true, yes or no? And you're going to be honest because you're not going to keep believing lies. Mm -hmm. Is it true? And then you're going to need to back that up with Scripture. You're going to say, what does Scripture say about it? And what you'll find about, about your identity and who you are is that you are a child of God, yes. that He found you valuable enough to die for, and He has set you apart for purposes that He prepared in advance for you to do. You're going to find all kinds of Scripture about your identity in, in God and what He says about you. And so whatever is making you anxious, it may be true, like mine, or it may not be true, and you're either way going to back that up with scripture. Mm -hmm. So with control, when I look at the Bible, what I see about that is I'm not in control, but God is. Yeah. And while I want it, he is in control and that he has good for me to mm -hmm. prosper me and not to harm me. And even if it's hard, and even if I, you know, I get to parts where I'm like, I don't want this to happen. What you said earlier, Sadie, he is with me yep. and I can go through that. And so I will find truth in that section, scriptures that, that comfort me about what is true that tell me the truth if I'm believing a lie. And then the next question is the hardest one, which is, are you going to believe God? Hmm. Are you going to believe it? It is the hardest part of this because many of us know it's a lie. You knew it. You put no, it's not true. But yet you believe it every yeah. single yeah. day. So you guys are going to go and you're going to fill this out and take just a minute and look at it for yourself. Yes. And I encourage you, like, don't lie. Like Jenny said, this is your time to get really honest with yourself and honest with the Lord. I had a moment recently with God where it was the most honest I had ever been with the Lord. Like mm. I kind of talked about how I'm afraid that something's going to happen to honey sometimes. You know, as a mom, I had yeah. these new fears and I told the Lord, I was like, God, I have to learn to love you more than her. And like just this real prayer of like, and I and I, I know I do, but that's even hard to say. And I wrestled with that. But I, I'm talking like that honest. Like even if it's hard, God, I don't have faith right now. I need faith. Like get real with your prayers. This is not like your Bible study answer. Like yep. I'm scared that I'm not like whatever. No, like what are you really afraid of? Do you really trust God? Do you really believe him? Why, why not? Do we need to anchor yourself in some scriptures and then help each other, share it with one another? Because one thing with anxiety is when it's all in your head, that's right, Jenny's book, when it's in your head, that's when things go crazy. And so share it with your friends, work through it together. And I truly believe we can get through some of these really deep things you might've been struggling with for years today, if you really go there. So just encourage you to go there, take this time and be serious about it. there really isn't one size fits all solution when it comes to your hair. A product that works wonders for my friend Courtney who has really curly hair might make my hair kind of greasy because it's straight and finer. And so these last 30 days as I've been using pros faithfully every day, it truly has changed the texture of my hair. Thanks to my personalized pros routine, I've never been more in love with my hair. So we've teamed up with Pros, and they are offering 15% off your first order at pros.com slash made for this. How it works, Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal to you. So it's natural ingredients with proven results. In the consultation that you'll take, I mean, it asks questions about everything, like where you live, your eating habits, exercise, like your stage of life, everything that can affect your hair. And so they analyze all my answers and they determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in my shampoo, my conditioner, my dry shampoo. Together, Pros got all my hair goals covered. 
One of my favorite things that I love to use is my hair oil. And so I will sometimes put it in my hair maybe like an hour before I know I'm gonna take a shower. And it really has like made my hair so shiny, especially since I color it. And it's one of my favorite things that they make. If you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've had. They'll take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash made for this. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash made for this for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. And now back to Ginny and Sadie. It would be great if we could fill out little charts like that and that was all we needed and it yeah, all no never felt anxious again. Yeah. But that's not how it goes. Nope. So let's talk about, I want to talk about practically what we do yes. when we are in that moment yes. of anxious thoughts. That's so good. Well, first of all, you might want to ask yourself too, like, what do I do? What's my response to anxiety? For me, it was to run. I don't know if you ever heard of like fight or flight. I was the flight girl. So like <laughs> when I have anxiety, I just run, like get out of the situation. If I, cause I'll be in a situation, I'll be like something bad's about to happen. And honestly, this is kind of weird, but I always felt like in the moment, kind of the lie I was believing that that was the Lord warning me something was going to happen. Mm. And I would think like, Oh, God's telling me something bad's about to happen. I need to get out. And so like, I'd be in a restaurant and I'd be like, something bad's about to happen. And I'd run to the bathroom, like get my heart right wow. down. Cause I would be having a, like on the verge of a panic attack or in a crowd of people at a concert, like something bad's about to happen. And I'd just leave feeling like it was the Lord's prompting, but it wasn't. And then I just spent my night isolated or away or feeling anxious whenever nothing happened. And my mom told me one time, she said, Sadie, like the Lord doesn't speak through fear. Like he speaks through peace. And so like, even if something was going to be bad and the Lord were to tell you, it would be led with peace. So if mm. you feel like the Lord's speaking to you, you're not going to, your first reaction isn't going to be like extreme anxiety that something bad's going to happen. It would be like a peace that even in the bad thing, he will be with you in your protection, which really helped shift my mind. It's like, okay, it's not like the Lord saying like something bad's about to happen. I'm kind of like listening to my feelings, to my emotions, to my anxiety. And um, one thing, actually, I went to a counselor at the time. He's a doctor. And I was telling him about my anxiety. And he said, well, what do you do? And I said, I run. And he said, next time I want you to stay. He says, don't get up. Don't run. Don't fight. Just stay. And I challenged myself to that. And I stopped running. And I stopped going places. And it was amazing. It actually helped so much. Because what I learned was, okay, the bad thing didn't happen. Like, the thing that I thought, what if this happens, actually never happened. Mm. And so then I didn't lose my night hiding in the bathroom or lose my night feeling super anxious that I wasn't even hearing what the other person was saying because I was thinking about what might go down behind them or whatever. And so just stay and talk yourself. Like you said, you have control. I love the verse how it says, you're not conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And I think one thing we have to realize is like what we're putting in, yeah. what we're conforming to is actually making us become um, who we are. Yeah. And so if you're conforming to the patterns of this world, if you're always on social media, if you're even drinking a lot of caffeine, which makes you feel jittery, like if you're conforming to these things, like that might be why you feel anxious, but you have to like, transform your mind and renew it. Yeah. I know you talk about, you yes. went through like a season of doubt recently. Yeah. And one thing I love is that you share that on your Instagram because I'm your friend. I could pick up the phone and call you, but I see your Instagram I'm like, that's exactly what I'm going through. Mm. But what did that look like for you yeah. as you like begin to have those thoughts and work through them? I think it was my most, you know, I, I mean, I'm actually going to start with the scripture because I think this is helpful. Um, 
for the weapons of our warfare, this is 2 Corinthians 10, 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Mm. And I think we've got to begin by believing that. And it's not that we don't do the wise thing, but we also have a God that wants to help us fight. And one of the ways we fight, and I watched through that season of doubt where I was paralyzed. And what's interesting is as I doubted God and my belief in him, which is so terrifying that I was, you know, this wasn't that long ago. It was several years ago, but I walked through a season of about 18 months where I began to question my faith and going, is this Am I sure this is true mm. or does it go to black? It wasn't necessarily any other religion, but I just began to, to doubt like, gosh, is God, is God real? Mm-hmm. Or is this just all some big, you know, mistake or accident that we're here? And, and as I questioned those things, my anxiety grew. Mm. So my anxiety about death grew, my anxiety about relationships and it's meaningless and none of it matters. Mm. It just, it took away my purpose and my vision and my clarity and even my relationship, right? Because wow. it's hard to pray if you're wondering like, does he hear me? Is this real? And so in that season, I had to learn several things. One was the enemy is attacking me. And Mm -hmm. so that idea that we're not battling flesh, like we're battling spirit is what that scripture is clear about. Therefore, we have to pick up the divine weapons that God has given us to fight Mm -hmm. the enemy. And the enemy would love for me to Mm -hmm. doubt God and, and to gently and slowly erode my faith. Yep. And that happens in our minds. Mm-hmm. That's where we believe lies. That's where we doubt. That's where we're fearful. It's in our mind. And so for me, that was the battlefield. I had to treat it that way. Mm-hmm. I had to take it so seriously that 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 basically the enemy was taking my faith and I had to fight yeah. that wow. and, and really put myself on the offensive mm-hmm. in that regard. And and so what I did, there were several things, and, and I love it because you're, you are working on a book for this, and I, it is so needed, but I had to completely limit my inputs. At that point, I got off Twitter. I'm about to probably close that account. I never go there anymore. It was one place for me of cynicism. It was yeah. a place that was specifically the social media that was causing me to doubt yeah. God. That's so good, though, yeah. I think, even to recognize which one it is. Like, for me, I had to delete Snapchat as a whole. Like, yeah. ne- like not even get on it. And there are other social medias I can get on but limit my time, but that one was, like, gone. Yeah. And so it's good that you identified, like, Twitter, no. Yep, yep. And then what other inputs was I was I listening to because that was affecting mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And then to fight back offensively with prayer and with people in my life that I was sharing mm-hmm. with and with, of course, the Word of God, which – yeah genuinely helped when I had those other things. If I would have just been sitting by myself reading my Bible, I don't know if things would have changed. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. No, that's so real. And I think that that's one thing that you should look at in your own life too. Like, is there something that's actually making me feel anxiety? Like the inputs that I have. And and honestly, like that is going to make you feel anxiety. Like if you are reading and looking at social media or the news all day, every day, like you're going to feel that way. The book that she was talking about that I'm working on is called Who Are You Following? And the whole idea is like who you're following is influencing you. Like naturally, when you think about following someone, it's because you like the direction that they're going, right? But we follow people on social media all day long, and they're not leading us in the direction that we need to go, which is why we end up not even knowing who we are or where we're going or what we're doing. So we have to be intentional about what we're putting into our heart. We have to be intentional about what we're sowing into our mind, because that's making us become who we are. And, you know, you will become an anxious person or, you know, a critical person or a judgmental person and not even know it, not even know why. But then you go look at your feed and you're like, well, yeah. look at this literally all day uh-huh. long, you know? It's terrifying. And so you yeah. do need to actually consider. I heard someone say, and this is one thing that really prompted me to want to write about this and talk about this, is it was a girl um, my age, a little bit younger in college, 
And they were talking about TikTok. We were all talking about TikTok and how much everybody was like, like TikTok, right. but hates TikTok. And she said, <laughs> she said, honestly, I think TikTok is the worst thing for our generation. Mm. And I said, I think, I think it might be. And then she said, yeah. And I said, but do you have it? She said, well, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> she said, I love the entertainment. And I'm like, that's actually really alarming that we yeah. would say something is the worst thing for our generation, but we'll keep it for the entertainment. Like, we have to be willing to say, like, yeah. it's not that entertaining that it's worth my soul. Like, it's yeah. not that entertaining that it's worth my peace, that it's worth my joy, yeah. that it's worth me becoming someone that I'm not. And so I think we do have to get to the point where we're so fed up and spiritually annoyed with our anxiety and who we're becoming and our attitude that we're willing to get the things out of our life that we've become so comfortable with, like social media, just because we want to have it, you know, whenever it, the risk is yeah. your mental health. Let's talk about really detailed practical things because mm -hmm. I think this is where we might miss the point. And, mm -hmm. and I want to be clear, as I've said over and over again, anxiety isn't always something you can just muscle away. It's not something that you can just change your lifestyle, just pray, and it for sure changes. But all those things help. And I yeah. think we, we can't be afraid to go, you know what, if I work out in the morning, those endorphins actually are like medicine. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if I am faithful about a routine in my life and spending time with God, spending time with people, choosing to make good choices, even with what I eat and drink, mm -hmm. um, all those things actually do affect our mental health. Oh, totally. And we don't want to admit that because no. then we might have to change. I know. <laughs> like me with coffee, I love coffee. Like yeah. I, I used to drink like four cups a day, full caffeine, espresso, everything. Then I realized it was making me feel anxiety because what my counselor told me is like your physical state is so jittery and shaky. And that is the same thing that whenever you have anxiety, that's the same thing that it produces is these feelings. And so your mind is saying like, you're scared because you're acting scared, but you just have too much caffeine. Yeah. But then I was like, oh no, but then I had to stop drinking caffeine. And I did, but thank God, because I'm a happier person because of it. Or like social media, it's like, I don't need Snapchat. Okay, I need to delete this. Like it's not good. So I, I did, you know? And so you have to take action, you know, yeah. but I'll say one thing. This is like the most practical thing. And y'all might be like, that's kind of funny, but this is genuinely what I do. So I have really cold hands, which is so funny, but it makes it's you a chemical tense. thing. It makes you tense when you have cold hands, which is also anxiety. So my counselor said, when you feel anxious, go put your hands under warm water. And it is so insane because I will feel anxious and Christian will say, go put your hands under warm water and I'll do it. And even just that time of the 20 seconds that I sit there with warm water, my heart rate goes down, my mind gets calm, all because my body calms down. And so like, identifying how your body responds and then treating those symptoms just by warming your hands, not drinking caffeine if it's that, not looking at social media. I used to grab my arms like this and now I have a tattoo that says fearless. So I don't even do that. Like calm down. Yeah. Like stuff like that actually tells your body and your mind to be calm and invite the Lord into all of it, of course. But these are just super practical things mm -hmm. that genuinely will help you on your daily basis of walking through anxiety. Yeah, I I remember when I was a kid, there was this toy called a sit and spin. And do you know it? No. Okay. So it's like a little disc on top and a little disc on bottom. And basically like an old school merry-go-round where you push and, you know, go yeah. around in circles. And I think about that analogy all the time because when you're on a sit and spin, you're somewhat choosing to spin yourself, right? Yeah. You're like, you've done this to yourself. Yeah. Like you're 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 pushing the wheel and you're you're spinning. And I think we've got to own a little bit of what is making us anxious. Definitely. Like there's a little bit of like, we're on this sit and spin and we keep turning it. 
yeah. and we keep doing it. And so I think what we're saying is you can get up and you walk can. away and you can choose to be in nature more. You can choose to go on a walk instead of scroll for that hour. You can choose to, you know, take care of yourself. And, and God made us, this isn't new age self-help here. God made us body, mind, spirit, all of us, relationships, all of us, he had a plan. And that plan was for our thriving and our good. And we're in a world that is a constant sit and spin. And yep. if we don't get up it's and good. walk away from it, we're going to live on our, it's good. in it and on it our whole lives. Yep. And so what we're saying is you can walk away. And that God cares about the choices that we make in a day. Not because he's ready to condemn us or like we no, have to hit some no. mark, but because he made a way for thriving for us. And that way is to care for our bodies and our minds and our hearts and our souls and our relationships. And mm -hmm. in that way with Jesus as a sinner, you know, I think of Hebrews 12, run the race that is set before you, yeah. before you cast off the sin and the burden that so easily entangles you. Well, that's what we're talking about. Burden and sin. It's not always sin. Sometimes it's just burden. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's just hard, like yep. circumstantially hard. Yeah. And then sometimes it's sin. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's like it we throw them both off and we fix our eyes on Jesus, the yeah. author and perfecter of our faith. He will author it. He will perfect it. But we've got to be in our lane running after him yep. for that to change. That's so good, Jenny. Yeah. And one other thing I would add is just about the whole like spiritual realm of things. Like we're fighting a way bigger thing than just what's in front of us. Like we've kind of talked about, yeah. it's not always circumstantial. You can't always look at it in the face. I actually used to think about that with Daniel. Like when he was in the lion's den, think oh. about it. Like it was dark and he's with imagine? a lion. Can you imagine? No, I literally can't imagine. Like, like a lion no. about to rip that, off your head. That would just be the scariest <laughs> thing of all time. But what I thought about one day, I was like, you know what's crazy is he probably couldn't even see the lion because it's dark in there, but he could hear the lion and he could feel the lion. And the lion was very, very much in the den with him. And that might be how you feel sometimes. Like, I can't see the lion. I know it's here. I feel it. So how do I fight it? And like mm -hmm. Daniel, he didn't. God did. And so let God into those moments. But you have to like, you have to be with him once again. Like, I just can't stress that enough of like, just be in relationship with God. And anything you have to weed out to be closer to him, do it. It's always worth it. And put on the belt of truth. That is a key factor here. Mm -hmm. Jenny talked about that. Like, what is true? And she even said like, okay, ask yourself, like, really, is it true? Like, you're like, I'm a failure. And okay, maybe you failed one thing, but that's, that doesn't mean you're a failure. And I think truth is a big factor on fighting fear yes. as well. So what is true? Maybe you're like, it might be somewhat true, but is it absolutely true? No. Okay. What is the truth? Read God's word, buckle up. And um, I think you'll be able to fight this battle a lot better. I know you will be able to than on your own with your own little truths. That's yeah, for sure. it's true. And I think we underestimate how much God wants to change our lives and therefore, and I think we've got an enemy that, that wants us not talking to God, yep. not in our Bibles. Of course. And so I think fighting through that and going, you know what, even if I don't feel like it, I'm going to do what is good for me because it's helpful. Yep. And you know, I, I remember I was talking to somebody and, and she said she was struggling with anxiety about a relationship and just was spinning, spinning, spinning. And I said, have you prayed? She goes, yeah, I prayed. And kept going and talking more about the problem. I was like, when did you pray? Hmm. And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, when did you like form words to God and pray? Yeah. And I think we casually say like, spend time in your Bible, pray. But it's like, no, did you really stop mm -hmm. and talk to God That's about it and, and say, God, I'm afraid yeah. because there is something in that conversation where when I'm on the closet floor and I can't breathe and I'm like, God, help, God, help, God, help. There is, there is a, he, he is with you and yeah. you feel it. Mm -hmm. He's always with us. Yeah. Whether we pray or not, he is always, he's always with us. There. 
But we remember when we actually turn our attention to that instead of the problems. And I know that that this is war, right? We, yeah, we know totally. that this is not easy what we're, we're, we're talking about. It's not easy for me on a given day, yeah. even last night, to lay down the fears I have for my, for my sister and her baby. But there is a way to walk through fear in the midst of fear, just like Daniel in the lion's den, where we can walk through it and it not control us. And that's our hope for you. And so what I want you to do right now, there are four words that have changed my life, and it is this. I have a choice that God has given me dominion and power over my thoughts, and I don't have to be subject and a victim to my thoughts. And so what I want you to do is I want you to write that down at the top of your journal. I have a choice. And we just talked about a lot of things that we have power over. Yeah. We have power over what we eat and and how we spend our yeah. time. We have power over what we scroll through and who we follow. We mm-hmm. have power over who we spend time with. And and I think some of you right now are, are thinking to yourself, you know what? I need a counselor. Mm-hmm. You have a choice about that. Yeah, Hopefully, totally. even if it's, if it's not paid, if you don't have the resources for that, someone in your life through a local church would sit down with you and help you with your problems. So, yeah. so I would just say we have more power than we think. And so I want you to write down, like, I have a choice and I want you to start to think through. These are the next few steps I want to take to pursue a more peaceful mind and to walk with God through this season. It is attacking all of us and we need each other. Mm-hmm. Some of you, what you're going to put on there is you're going to talk about community, that you need a few other people to fight with you. You do. You can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. So jot down those things. I would share those and come back and we'll close this up. So hopefully a lot of you are out there right now with a few friends. In fact, what we wanted this beautiful night to feel like is we're all hugging each other and like that you were part of our little small group and our friendship to to process these things because it is not good for us to process anything alone like this. And yet it's a little bit awkward (laughs) to talk about it. Yeah, it is. And I think, you know, tools to how to bring up these conversations. Yeah. Because for some of you, you don't go this deep with your friends. You don't share all this. So let's talk about even just how to begin this conversation. Break the ice. You know, honestly, what I've found in my life is breaking the ice is normally just always going to be awkward, but it is always going to be worth it. Um, One of my cousins used to always say this, and I've written it in a book, and it says five seconds of awkward can save you from a lifetime of regret. That's right. And that is so true. It will be awkward for a second, but then the like openness and the vulnerability you're going to lead with is everyone's going to join you. You always realize that when you do it, like everyone else opens up. I remember one time I was at this um, sorority meeting where I, I like to go to colleges and kind of meet with sorority girls. And I looked at someone and I said, so tell me about your family. And I was like, do you have siblings? And she kind of like looked around at all of her sisters like, oh no, like this is awkward. And she was like, yep. And I was like, oh, cool, like how many? And she began to share that she has a brother that has autism. And she was none of her sisters knew that. And she was kind of embarrassed because she was, she was embarrassed she had never said that. And the girl sitting right beside her said, mine does too. Ugh. And they didn't know that. And they're sisters. And I'm like, man, sisters should know that. They yeah. should know what you're going through. But it is hard. But today, like, is that moment to share? Because you don't know that the one out of the three people in your group or two out of three people in your group is going through the same thing as you. Odds are they probably are. Maybe you've been sitting and listening to Jenny and I and you're like, 
I relate to every single one of those things. I run whenever right. I get afraid. You yeah. know, I, you know, feel like I don't have control of my life. All those things, like let yeah. us be your sisters and lead. We just broke the ice for you actually. So it's not <laughs> yes. actually awkward. So now's the chance to really, you know, walk, walk yeah. through it together. Yeah. And I think about each of you and, and fighting this alone. And I just, you know, we were specifically praying before we even started for you. And, and we pictured you out there listening and, the worst thing is to be alone in this. You cannot yeah. be alone in this. So awkwardly, take the five seconds of awkward and tell somebody. Some of you need to call your mama. And I mean it, because I'm a mama. And I'm like, when my kid calls me and says, I'm struggling, the world stops and I'm there. Some of you don't have that relationship with your mom or you don't know who to call. Some of you maybe need to sit down a friend and say, hey, we are going to be honest about what's going on in our lives. And you know what? One time it may not go well. Two times it may not go well, but wait till you find that person that you can share life with because you have to have them. You we do. cannot do this alone. And so I would say right now, what we hope you'll do going out from this night is that you would pull together some friends and you would process what you're experiencing together. And maybe you rewatch this with them if you aren't with them right now, because I do think it's important that we have these conversations mm -hmm. right now. The numbers are on your side. Most people are struggling with anxiety. So you are probably not alone, even in your friend group or your family, with those fears and with those struggles. The other day, so Kate is my daughter, and, and she, she often, she's real good at calling and saying, I'm struggling with this. The other day, I called her. You know, she's old enough that she's, she's my friend now. And I called her, and I was like, I'm struggling, and she laughed. And I was like, no, I'm really struggling, and I think this is something you can help with. And she was like, okay. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I will. And so, you know, I just think it takes a minute to be like, no, I need your help. I really yeah, need your help. That's good. And so we've got to be people that ask for help and get help from each other. Yep. As we close, mm -hmm. I want you to pray. Yeah. And we want you to keep talking. We hope that you will turn this off and you will keep talking. You will keep talking to each other. You will pull people in and talk to them. But as we close, what would you say your hope is for this generation? Because when yeah. I look at specifically your age group and I think about anxiety, I just don't want it to cripple you. No, I want yeah. you all to run free and do the things yeah. God's called you to do. Yeah. I don't want to be known for that too. Yeah. And I think we are kind of known for that. Like we're the generation of anxiety, like the generation that's afraid and self-centered and all. And I'm like, no, actually we're a lot more than that. Like we actually have some incredible people in this generation who are doing awesome things. And a lot of people who want to have a desire to do awesome things, but are just afraid. But I know we can push back past that. I know Jenny said like the numbers on your side. I hope the numbers switch. Like yeah. I hope we're like, you know what? Like, we're not an anxious people. That's not what we're defined by. Yeah. And yes, like things are scary in our day. And yes, there's simple anxieties that come and go, but we have a deep faith in God. Like, what if we were defined by a generation of faith? And I think how that starts is you speaking it out to each other and speaking it over each other. I remember when I was in the time of my life where I was so afraid, I would call my mom all the time. Every time I had a panic attack and she would quote Isaiah over me and she would say, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will be with you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you on my righteous right hand. I didn't know that verse before my mom spoke it over me 
time after time, every time I was in, had anxiety, what I didn't know also is that her grandma used to speak that. That's Ugh. how she knows it. And so like sh- that, I think is a beautiful picture of what we can do for each other. Like when you have faith and when you root yourself in scripture as just one person in our generation and you speak it over the next, who speaks it over the next, who speaks it over the next, faith begins to rise up. So I want to be a generation who's walking with God, who says, yeah, we were once afraid, but we understand that God's with us so we can go. Like Moses, I'm afraid of this, but I'm still going to go because God's with me. Mm-hmm. You know, like Joshua, this is kind of scary, but God commanded me to not be afraid. And I know he's with me. You know, all of these different radical stories in the Bible are not because they didn't start afraid. It's because they did it even at when they were afraid because they had faith that God was with them. So that's what I hope. I want to pray over us that we just begin to have faith that God's there. And by that faith, that anxiety begins to cease in our generation. And also that we would take ownership for the reasons that we do have anxiety for what we're causing. Like Jenny said, we have a choice. So let's also, you know, surrender our own control to God. Let's also surrender our own comfortabilities to the Lord today. Maybe it's that thing that you already know, okay, I'm going to have to give this up. And you're already thinking, oh, like <laughs> give it to the Lord yes. today, you know, do it in faith. So let's pray. Uh, we're believing with you, friend. We're believing yes. for you. Yes. Let us yes. be like my mom to you, like speaking yes. this over you, maybe before you can speak it to yourself. Um, and I just believe big things can change in your life, but don't let it stop with you. Help someone else change as well. This this little circle, you know, can reach the world wherever you are in your home. So let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for an amazing time that we get to gather, even though we're through a screen, wherever they're watching. I thank you that your Holy Spirit makes us feel so together and connected. God, I thank you that we can relate on things in life that as humans, just things that we go through, but also God, just relate on the goodness and the faithfulness of who you are as the body of Christ. God, uh, we just come before you with all of our anxieties and all of our fear, God. It can feel so weighty sometimes. It can feel so scary. It can it can even feel scary to want to give these up because we've become so comfortable being known as the person with anxiety. We've been, mm. become so comfortable being known as just the person who, yeah, we, we struggle with fear, but don't we all? But God, I pray that we would not just become comfortable with what we have identified ourselves with because you gave us a greater identity. You said we are a daughter and a son of you, God. And if we are a daughter and a son of you, we do not have to. To be afraid. We have a king on our side. We have victory on our side. So today, God, no matter what these fears are, we open our hands and we give them to you, God. God, just put on our mind what it is that we need to give up in order to have some of these anxieties fall. What we need to who we need to break up with, what we need to delete, what we need to stop eating, whatever it is, God, if we need to wake up earlier and get in the Word, whatever it is, God, would you put it on our mind to do? And then would we have um, the consistency and the commitment in our life to do it? God, I pray for faith. I know that your word says that we even can ask you for faith. And I think that is the coolest thing. So God, today we ask you for faith to believe that you're with us, that you're good and that you're enough, God. I pray that we would not have the spirit of fear over our life, but one of power, love and a sound mind. God, would you give this generation a sound mind? God, we just pray big prayers bold prayers. And I pray that these words that I'm praying, these girls would continue to pray over their life, over their school, over their family, over their friendships, and over our generation as a whole so that we could truly see a change in our day. Lord, we love you so much. May we be defined by our love by you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
this episode was just a moment of peace and reflection for you, no matter where you're going, wherever you're out and about today. And we just love that we get to be a part of your day. So would you mind doing something for us? Would you make sure that you're subscribed to the show and maybe give us a rating and a review because the reviews are really how we hear from you guys. And so it's so neat to see what's impacting you, how you're listening to it, where you're from. So go right now and leave us a review and we read every single one and we love you guys so much. See you next time on another episode of the Made for This podcast.